All right, we're back again with Dr. Bajoy John, the world-renowned sleep expert and foremost informant on sleep ailments and issues that a lot of people have. And uh, today we're talking about sleep and women. Um, For some reason, I believe a lot of women, my wife included, sleep is just a fleeting exercise. It just really just eludes a lot of women for some reason. And in your book, you talk about Laura. She was miserable all night long, didn't know what to do. Only 53 years old, so she thought she was too young for menopause, but she just couldn't sleep because she was waking up in the middle of the night drenched with sweat. Uh, She tried everything she could think of to help her sleep. She turned the thermostat down to 66 degrees. She started drinking uh, tea at 9 p.m. that was supposed to make her drowsy, and she had covered up all the lights in the room. She tried to do all the things that we had been talking about all these episodes, but they still weren't helping. Uh, She took multiple supplements that were supposed to help you sleep, including multivitamins, magnesium, valerian root, melatonin, and chlorophyll liquid. She even tried taking various over-the-counter sleep medications to help. But the same thing happened night after night. Dr. Bajoy John, why is that? What happened here? You know, Jim, you can attest and I can attest. Women by nature are poor sleeper. They're wired that way Mm -hmm. because nature has given them uh, the gift of raising children and having the hyper awareness, you know, uh, they are also caregivers. They play several roles. How many times has uh, uh, your wife, I'm sh- I can say for my wife, say, hey, did you know the children came past the curfew last night? Did you know there was a thunderstorm? Do you see the neighbor's dog barking? I was completely oblivious. I didn't know. You know, I so they, their threshold to sleep is different. You know, they're easily arousable. So that's that's a design of nature. So that's why insomnia is much much more uh, common in women, uh, more than two times. Uh, you know, if you if you see see my clinic, you know most of the complaints were insomnia from women, and there are many many other reasons. You know, from a young age, uh, you know, when, when because of the menstrual changes, the pain, the discomfort, and of course uh, pregnancy. Uh, the hormonal changes and just the uh, physical aspect of, uh, you know, carrying the baby, uh, the discomfort, and then uh, and then raising children. And then, of course, when you have menopause, it, it's hard on women, especially uh, menopause is hard, changes everything. So many, many changes, uh, you know, not to mention young girls, you know, about uh, social media image and bullying, you know, they're more sensitive. So, it's so a myriad of, uh, you know, uh, reasons, uh, while not so many, much common in, in men. So, it, it is a very common problem I see every day. My wife has really kind of weaned herself off of social media. She really wants nothing to do with it. Yes. Uh, really hasn't helped her with her sleep habits. But have you noticed that uh, in your experience with a lot of women that you're talking to uh, who, you know, put themselves on social media and do exactly what you're talking about. Uh, is there a rise and an uptick in sleep issues with women who constantly put themselves out on social media? Oh, yeah, major, really? uh, major, major. The children are on social media sometimes six, eight, ten hours. Yeah. Uh, so that's where does the time come from? You have to go to school. Uh, it comes from sleep. Mm. Uh, you know that uh, that scenario that I presented. Many reasons for that uh, women to be uh, not sleeping well. The commonest is night sweats. So she's uh, she's going through menopause. Uh, so I did send her to her regular doctor. I you know I work with their 
primary referring primary care physicians and she was uh, so that was the most important step and she was taking so many other uh, chemicals uh, which which I strongly uh, discourage uh, to take anything over the counter uh, medications and then uh, I think she was taking some other medications that were also diuretic that made her uh, you know use the restroom more uh, so and, and and I think uh, you know, like I mentioned in menopause, uh, uh, there is also increased incidence of sleep apnea. So that is also another you know cause of uh, poor quality sleep. Uh, so women are susceptible uh, in different stages of their lives uh, for sleep problems, and they're and and they are predisposed to uh, uh, poor sleep. So, uh, how did you go about fixing Laura's problem? So we did a you know sleep study on her, and uh, she did have some mild sleep apnea. She went on a hormone regimen. One of the reasons why she was not sleeping was uh, night sweats, which is mm. very common. Uh, so that resolved. And then I took care of all majority of her medications, and then I she started following. I gave her the handout of the seven proven sleep strategies that that uh, I I use on you know all my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was able to do that, and she did not have perfect sleep. Uh, she was sleeping like four to four and a half hours. Now she sleeps about six and six and a half hours, which is a two hour improvement, which she was, she was very, very appreciative. Uh, so the treatment is multimodality is just not one. Right. You right. know, the hormonal changes, the physical changes, the bad habits, I call the sleep negative uh, rituals. Uh, and I had to fill the sleep journal and also sleep assessment form that gave me the things that she was uh, taking, you know, mm-hmm. too many things, uh, which can, you know, have side effects on their own. Man, Eve set a uh, cascade of problems when she bit into that apple. That's true. That's God true. punished her in so many ways <laughs> in the, the downline of women the, in, in the generations to come. Yeah, but being aware, yeah. hey, this could be a reason. And also, uh, you know, restless legs is another condition. You yeah. know, the, that's an easy fix. Lower. My wife gets that from time to time. Yes. Yeah, that keeps me up. Yes. Uh, so. so, you know, you can, you know, fix that by uh, replacing iron. You know, mm. uh, you know, in pregnant women, because of the growing baby, uh, all the iron is sucked <coughs> into the baby, and that's very common discomfort in the legs. Yeah. And so, uh, this transforms into sleep. That's uh, that's another disorder called limb, limb movement disorder. Uh, you know, uh, 30% of uh, folks who have, uh, you know, restless legs are also bound to have uh, some of the uh, movements in, in their sleep. So, so, yeah, and as you're talking, my leg is bouncing up and down. Yeah, I, think a, it's beca- <laughs> I think it's because I'm a drummer. So. Uh, you know, that's the restless leg syndrome. Is that what that is? Yes. And when it, it goes into sleep, it's called periodic limb movement disorder. Mm-hmm. Both are related to, uh, you know, uh, low iron. Yeah. And I do cover that in my book. Uh, I have a chapter on it. I got to say, you know, doing these interviews with you really makes me feel blessed because I'm knocking on wood here. Um, I don't have any of these issues <laughs> except for the sleep apnea, which we discussed earlier. Yes. But for women, my goodness, it's just I, I've heard not just from my wife, but a lot of women just go through these types of things. I mean. For the reasons that you're exactly exactly that you're right. talking, so about. it's multi multifactorial. <clears throat> yeah, you know, in different stages of the life, it's different. You know, just by uh, as a young woman, uh, like I said, you know, just the changes in the hormones uh, associated with a menstrual period, discomfort, poor sleep, awake, and to being pregnant, uh, and the restless legs and the discomfort to the sleep apnea to the menopause. So they're having 
cycles throughout. On top of everything. And by the time you are 70, sleep is completely messed up because nobody has, uh, sleeps well after that age. When people, I mean, we, we talked about earlier in other episodes, the uh, sleep debt. Correct. Is there an anxiety that goes along with that? Because if all of a sudden you know that you need to make up for the sleep that you're missing out, uh, is there an anxiety that or a guilt that, well, <clears throat> if I sleep in, I feel guilty, right? Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, so when children have sleep, that is easy to fix because they don't have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Adults have to go to work. There's no time and it's costing the millions of days of absence, you know, being mm. absent at work. Right. So I have a some I have a data in my book, four hundred and eleven billion dollars. That is equivalent to two point seven eight of the country's GDP. That's how much sleep problem, the impact of uh, uh, sleep problem is having on to people don't feel good. They don't want to come to work on a country's economy. Correct. Really? That's 2.78%. That and that's, that's due to just missing out on sleep. Correct. And, and not showing up. Being, you're tired. Not so, to mention errors or accidents. Right, right, That's right. totally different. Uh, no, barring all the, you know, being able to get to sleep. If yes. somebody just said, well, I'm going to commit to myself, then I'm going to, you know, um, reducing it to the ridiculous. You know, seeing the mountain, but understanding that you got to take the first two, few steps up the side of the mountain to get to the top. <clears throat> What's something that somebody, if they really want to intentionally pay off that debt, go to sleep an hour earlier? Is that, I mean, you'll you'll start to accumulate that. In a month's time, you got 30 more hours of sleep. Yes. Right? Uh, <clears throat> so if you are not sleeping well, you know, first thing I tell, you know, have a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I can't <clears throat> say this enough. But then if you, if you, and the second thing I look for, is there a medical reason? You know, like this uh, woman, uh, she was going through menopause. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have heart problem, lung problem, uh, you know, the, as simple as a diuretic. You know, she was also drinking tea late yeah. at night. She just had to change it in the morning. Right. You know, you know, caffeine and whether it's coffee or tea is a diuretic, you know. Mm-hmm. So medical conditions, you know, if there are any emotional conditions, like we talked about, anxiety and sleep. So once I identify all that, then I know it's a clear-cut insomnia, which is called primary insomnia, or if it's due to some other causes. So if if you're not sleeping well, clear-cut, there's no other reason. So then the first thing I have to do is to consolidate the sleep. I do that by something called sleep restriction. If you're sleeping six hours or four hours, I try to restrict that sleep between 11 and Mm 5. So that's a... So no point going to bed like eight because you're going to struggle. So, and then I make sure they wake up at five. Mm. So I I do at least five and a half hours, six hours of sleep. But this is a, uh, it's a well-proven methodology, but it's not very good for uh, patients who have psychological issues. I don't recommend that unless their issues are, you know, controlled. Because you need sleep to fix your, uh, you know, psychological issues. Right. So if someone's getting four to five hours of sleep, you're going to incrementally increase. Correct. Not just try and get them nine hours of sleep. No. Then what I do, if, if that sleep is done, I tell them to go to sleep at 10.30 now. Right. I still keep five. And then I give them a break, 5.30 to 11.30. I'm sorry, 11.30 to 5.30. So you have a little bit more both ways. Mm. So I I go this way, you know, try to go to bed a little bit early by 30 minutes. And I tell them to wake up 30 minutes. So this has to be done by somebody who's an expert in this field. You know, you don't want to try because there will be setbacks. Right. The first week is hard. They don't like, you know, patients and clients to complain that 
they are they get angry i get phone calls uh and they're angry at themselves but if you get through it but two weeks or three weeks you start your body responding it's hmm. the beauty of uh, this uh, technique technique called sleep restriction well one of the things that you mentioned is that uh laura was indeed going through menopause correct which had to be diagnosed i guess correct she thought she was too young for it correct I guess that was the main problem. Yes. So that was the main thing in with her. Yeah. Uh, so by it's multifactorial. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, so you just not just not one answer. So I go through all the checklist. I have everybody fill the sleep journal and sleep assessment. Now I know where their sleep is, what are the problems, and then when I talk to them during my interview, I'm able to identify other reasons. And then if it's an emotional reason, I work with my psychiatric colleagues to fix, you know, fix that. If it's like a medical issues, I call the regular physician to fix that. Uh, so it it has to have a you know uh, team approach and i'm not afraid to you know ask for help right one thing that kind of just occurred to me just now is that what can people be doing during the day while they're at work while they're going about their activities uh like like for me i'm trying to sit up more straight i'm watching my posture um i'm trying to intentionally breathe deeper during the day because i noticed i i take a lot of shallow breaths is are those things that people could be cognizant about uh, any other things that come to mind while they're you know conscious during the day uh there's nothing you can do about sleep how you feel during the day is that's a testimony of how good your sleep is right you have to watch around 2:30 2:30 you know in the afternoon you there is a lull that's your mm-hmm. normal body's rhythm right it's a circadian rhythm so that's why all over the world people take a break you know siesta uh cough, you know tea time uh you know everybody goes for that because that's natural so once you understand oh there's a problem with me i'm tired at 2 in the morning 2 in the 2 in the afternoon then that's that's a normal thing you know mm-hmm. it's not something you are you know have you ever gone to a meeting at 2 uh, in the afternoon have you ever wondered why yeah. <laughs> that's because there's a natural lull in our body Well, I was a, I had a dentist in Vegas that he would shut down his uh, office for I believe an hour or two yes. around that time and and basically mandated that everybody in the office take a nap. Yeah, yeah, that's actually healthy. Yeah. Uh so um so that's not, you know, I take a nap when I can uh in the weekends my, my children, my family know. Uh, but naps are you have to be careful. I have a and I talk more in my um in one section about napping. A little bit of a nap is good for you, but if you're napping too much meaning but 30 to 60 minutes maximum more than that you might have another reason why you are operating the question is you are maybe operating on a sleep debt uh-huh. or you might have like a breathing problem or heart problem you, there's another medical reason that you're too much napping can be an indicator correct. so uh, when when i am fixing you know um problems for my clients sleep restriction and i tell them not to Uh, to nap. So that there was this recent article about naps is good for the brain. Well, I got a lot of phone calls, "Hey, you told me not to nap. If you have a problem, well, I'm fixing it. Nap is not good, but if you everything is fixed, you take a nap, that's good for you." Yeah. So, it depends so much misinformation uh, floating around, uh, you know, uh, people calling themselves experts and giving a lot of misinformation or misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. So, so so our our aim and my aim is to clarify some of these myths and put the facts out there so there you have it uh ladies if you're having trouble getting to sleep uh if you're kind of in denial about menopause um might be a good idea to check out sleepfixacademy.com 
And there's plenty of information, resources, uh, worksheets, as well as uh, courses on there that you can help determine what might be going wrong. And of course, reaching out to Dr. Bajoy John is also a possibility and recommended as well. Thank you. You go to sleepfixacademy.com. And all our podcasts are also there to listen to. And if you have other different, um, you know, um, issues with sleep, like Dr. Bajoy John just said, all the podcast episodes are there as well. So, and of course, if you know anybody that's going through something like this, share it out because it really could help. I mean, we're kind of uncovering the fact that most of the world's problems can probably be solved by better sleep. It's kind of the truth. I'm, that's what I'm picking up on. Correct. Yeah. Sleep Wars is the super. End. Sleep is the superpower. Right. That is the most important function that controls all the other functions. Right. So maybe the you know the Ukrainians and the Russians just need to get better sleep. I, Maybe it could I, be as simple as that. I don't I'll know. hold my comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you check that out, sleepfixacademy.com. Dr. Joy John, thank you once again for being here. Thanks, Jim.